you know, Ben, sometimes it just feels like we're not allowed to have anything good. This is why we can't have nice things go tea because the football gods hate us and so they break us. Yeah. You know, it, I guess it should have been a warning of Taylor Swift. It should have been warning a warning to us that everything just seemed to be going just like a little bit too well, you know, like everything had just been going a little too smoothly. Cowboys are 2 and 0. They've stomped the shit out of every opponent. It's like a 70 to 10 differential. And then yesterday, by the way, if you're hearing this, we recorded this on Friday, the 22nd. So on Thursday, September 21st, late in the afternoon after the Cowboys had finished practice, the story trickles out that, you know, Trayvon Diggs has been seen on, on crutches. Dude, it happened so fast. Yep. And of course there's like the instant, uh, this happens so often. If you're, if you're close to a team, like if you're just taking in the wider NFL media, you may not get this unless it's like a really high profile player, like a Patrick Mahomes. But like, when you follow one team really closely, you get this weird thing where all these internet doctors appear that are like, well, you know, based on like what I can see here, you know, it's probably blah, 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 blah. And we got that. Uh, we got the, oh, well, he walked off the field and he's on crutches. So he's, it's probably not uh, an ACL issue. It's probably like a MCL sprain or a, a foot thing. Uh, and the relief that that may have like, imparted on people barely had time to set in before it came out that Trayvon Diggs, you know, all pro corner uh, for the Dallas Cowboys had torn his ACL and is done for the year. Um, just an absolute gut punch in every sense of the word, man. Um, it was so devastating, man. Like of all people too, of all people, man, like, it was maybe, okay, maybe he'll be out a month, two months. You know, I'm thinking worst case, like, you know, he gets hurt for a bit. But, dude, for a guy that almost never misses time, too, and, like, playing such good football, has played such good football, is such an important piece of what this team does. And just on a personal level, like, that's my, you know, we all, we all have different favorite players, and I'm not saying he's the best, but, you know, no one can dispute how good Micah is really even CD. There's certain players we, of course, gravitate towards. Andy's always been, you know, he was the chief Zeke guy, you know, and Dak. And, um, of course, Dez and Tony. Since then, you know, I've really struggled to find my guy and see, you know, um, Trayvon had really become that man. And so to see him, you know, after that crazy Ent year, which was just so fun, to back it up last year and be backing up again this year after getting the contract. He looks so good, man. And he, he had taken so much slander, you know, and I think a lot so of it had to do slander. with him wearing the star, but there was this whole PFF. It, it's bullshit. so funny to look back on this, but there was a whole year where for one year, exclusively for one player, we tracked how many yards a cornerback gave up, which is not a stat you'll ever find for any other player in it the history subjective. of the NFL. It's subjective. Yeah. Like yeah. no, no, it's, no up. it's not a stat. can agree upon <laughs> What is or is Because they would do stuff like, okay, he's they're he's in coach. zone. Uh, a guy runs by him and catches the ball. That's on Diggs. Which, if Diggs had followed that guy out of his zone, that would, in fact, be on Diggs. But because he did what he's supposed to, it, it was ridiculous. But 
point being and also just who gave a shit he had no, 13 interceptions that zero. year zero no one gave like, a shit who cares but if he digs but digs uh digs responded to all that criticism by just dialing his game up that much more last year he was one of the best cover corners in football um and when he was joined in the offseason by uh stefan gilmore this year the cowboys became one of only two teams that had two guys in the in pff's top 10 of uh of coverage grade guys and so it was very exciting and it immediately became obvious that like they were going to elevate each other's game uh week one uh digs has two forced fumbles um well yeah week, yeah week two he has a pick and through these two games i mean i know it's a small sample size but he had a coverage grade in the 80s which is the second best in the conference and he had a passer rating when targeted of 1.0. So for those who don't know, passer rating goes up to 138.7. And people targeting at digs had a 1. For reference, if you throw the ball into the ground every time, you end up in like the mid-30s. So digs was absolutely playing elite football this year. Um, he got injured in just like the worst stupidest possible unlucky way Not which is game man like non-contact one-on-one drills at the end of a practice in which he was limited so a lot of guys on thursday thursday is the last real practice day before a game like, uh the cowboys first. are playing the cardinals they're, you know they're they're playing the cardinals on sunday uh Diggs is obviously in that class of player in Dallas where they do not worry that he's not going to be ready to rock. So Thursday he gets to like, take it a little easy, rest up, get, let his body heal. And you know, we don't have any footage or anything, but like when you, when a guy's doing one-on-ones and he tears an ACL, you have to assume it's just like a change of direction thing or like something like that. Um, I am, I will say, I know that like some people will look at it as like, Oh my gosh, we just paid this guy all this money and he's hurt. I agree. You texted me earlier that you're you were glad that he got paid. I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm relieved that this dude does not have to worry about his future, his family. Um, now, I will say this: Diggs is at the level of player where I don't think that would have really impacted his value. I mean, maybe like because you know it's negotiation. Like you're right. gonna get and ACLs you aren't career death blows the way they used. They're to not. Be. It's not the same as it was in 1975. 25 actually just the day after his birthday too. just turn 25 yeah he had to skip the beyonce concert he got tickets to the beyonce concert for his birthday and he didn't get to go because yeah he said he had a silver suit planned which was Um, probably gonna look fucking sick insane i the the cowboys uh his teammates responded to it uh micah using i i don't know if micah is too young to have seen new jack city or if that really was a New Jack City quote, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that it's a New Jack City quote because that's fucking awesome. Um, but Micah said, "I am my brother's keeper. Nothing more need be said." J. Ron Curse said, "Like this is just gonna make us dial it up even more." Um, and instantly, I think, it, and this is reflexive in fan bases. There's instant, okay, what are we gonna do? Like, who's gonna slide into this spot? Who who can we trade for? Blah blah blah. Um, but I, I wanted us to just take a minute to just kind of like allow ourselves to mourn this because sad, man. while like, I don't as I don't man. think that it's a I don't think it's the death blow that losing like a quarterback is. I do think Diggs is 
absolutely the most special player in the secondary of this defense. And I think that it's heart it one, it's just heartbreaking that a guy who's you've seen go from like second round pick, like maybe can be good to elite ball hawk but gambler to now being like a truly just all around dominant corner in a pass happy league. I mean a, a true premium defender. Um, it just hurts. It just hurts. And I hated seeing the reaction of, I know people hate the Cowboys. I know. And I will not say that I have never uh, preyed on players' downfalls or made a joke about an injury, because I have. And But I will say I've reserved that for players like Aaron Rodgers, who have done something off the field to deserve like personal ire. Um, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt tomorrow, I'm not going to be sitting here like making fun of him for pairing his ACL. That would be really tragic, frankly. He's, he's by all reports, a really good guy who plays for a team I don't like. Um, meanwhile, like Bart Scott went on TV today and like made fun of, made a joke about Diggs getting hurt. Just classless clown. Shit, dude, he's, you're 47, man. You're on TV. Like you, I mean, I get it. Kind of a clown as a player, I, but I, I get yeah. it, bro. You are most famous for like talking a bunch of shit to the media and getting ass pounded in a playoff game. That was kind of like your moment. You, the I can't wait, and then just getting absolutely wrecked the next week. Um, you know, you made one Pro Bowl, and then you know, and Diggs has played like four seasons and made three times that many. So I get it. Like that would piss me off too. Like if you're if my career amounted to the, the rookie season of this dude and, and he plays for a team you don't like, sure. But that, you know, there's a reason that he got backlash. And I, I liked that Micah stepped up and was like, nah, keep my brother's name You're out of your lame. Mouth. You're fucking yeah, dude. lame. I and love that. Mark's response was the most fucking pitiful shit. He was like, I've been called a lot of things, but I've never been called lame. I was like, <laughs> well, like, actually, you have been before. called lame, bro. Like, you just, I mean, that doesn't even make sense. That's not a good comeback. <laughs> no it one made calls it me lame. a hundred times funnier that you could have, it felt like you could have said anything about Bart Scott, but to call him lame or sinuate, he was not cool from someone of Micah's status. He just, he couldn't take. Um, but yeah, yeah you know, Micah's a dog. Micah's, Dude, Mike is chirpy. He's probably the most active Twitter guy we've had since Dez. And it's gotten him in a little bit of trouble. Not, <laughs> not Nothing crazy. He's just, like, very quick to react. He's, like, an incredibly emotional guy. And, like, he sees something and just, like, spills his guts on it immediately. Um, which I like. I mean, I, I love everything about how Micah approaches the game. And we're watching him ascend. He was always – he was kind of immediately the best player on this defense. But – he still kind of deferred to guys like Tank, like older dudes on this defense to be kind of the vocal leaders. And now I think we're seeing him kind of be the mouthpiece, the face, like everything. Skip, Skip said it. it's what made Dak so mad last year was seeing Micah. Yeah, dude. The, the respected leader of the team. Everyone just, every, yeah, every, you know, Dak. It, and Well, and you know, Dak's probably secretly happy because Trayvon called him a bitch at practice that one yeah, time. Yeah, they didn't like now, each other because yeah, they hate each other, practice, dude. They, huge, they, huge hatred, dude. Um, dude, but so, on a serious note, you know, it's like, it's just such a bummer. I, I, I wouldn't root for anyone to get hurt, but Again, you know, going back to just selfishly the way I watch this team. And I was talking with Zach. He couldn't be here tonight. Um, but last night, you know, he was uh, – and we'll get to, 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 I guess, this part of it or prediction of it. But 
you know, he's asking, you know, do you think it, how it affects our, our Super Bowl chances? And I was like, well, I mean, a little, you know, they'll have time. But he did say something and he didn't mean it, but part of him felt it's like, you know, do I even want to win without Diggs? You know, do I want him to be there? Of course you get do, it. But, it, but it hurts. Like, it's like if when Romo if, wasn't there the Dez, first year. If Dez was not, on, you know, in 2016, when we were like rolling. Right, and we when were Romo into got that replaced. Last, I, I know, and we all hurt. said it. Everyone said it. We were like, look, like, do I want to win the Super Bowl? One million Hell percent. Yes. Will part of me absolute? will it absolutely rip my heart out of my chest to see Tony Romo in fucking street clothes, like, walk onto the field and be like, Good job, yeah. rookie Dak. Great, great. I'm I'm so glad for you guys. Like that sucks. I mean, I remember in 2014, the year after 2014, in the preseason before the 2015 season, which turned out to be a disaster because Roma went down. And but going into 2015, there was like a lot of hype because it was like, okay, this team was really good. They got screwed by the Des catch, and Scandrick went down. And Scandrick was kind of like the only halfway decent corner on that team. And I remember how emotionally the team reacted to that. I remember Scandrick talked to the team. There was like footage of this. He like talked to the team in the locker room and there were people crying. Scandrick was crying. So I think it's a brotherhood, you know, good teams do like gel into like a cohesive brotherhood. And that's why I think you're seeing like guys on this defense just like reflexively react to anyone mentioning Trayvon in anything but glowing terms. Um, and so it sucks. It, it sucks all around. Like I, I, I do. I'm thankful that we made the, the, the Gilmore trade. I'm thankful that we have depth. I'm thankful that we have Quinn who can, you know, make adjustments that maybe other coaches can't. Um, but just from a raw emotional standpoint, it's going to really suck no matter how successful this team ends up being, um, you know, to not have number seven on the field it is, it hurts, man. It's it so hurts. fun watching him make a play. And, yeah. and seeing a guy like even when Bland gets a pick or or Gilmore or whoever it is or Malik Hooker who I also really love, it's just different for me when I see Trayvon. Of get course, the pick. it's just you you know there's just a little bit of joy that gets brought there, and you know on the on the football field aspect of it, like this team is still very very capable. I doubt our odds for like futures even went down very much, but I will say you know, the best unit on this team and quite possibly in the NFL is this Cowboys defense. They were special through two games. Incredibly, they can get after the quarterback. They can take the ball away. And one of the guys that really helped make that team special was Trayvon Diggs. It may not be the, he may not be the, what do they call Micah? The straw that stirs the cup, but yeah, he's certainly, I, I would say it, it's this, you know, he's, you know, Andy, you play a lot of chess. I would say Mike is probably the queen on the chessboard for the defense. Diggs is probably like a rook or bishop or knight. You know, he's he's one of those. He's a back row that, piece uh, for sure. And and Dan Quinn's the chess player here. If we if we yeah. carry the analogy, now he could probably still win losing a few of these pieces. He could probably win without having a knight and sacrifice. You know, if Trayvon's a knight, but you're replacing with a pawn. You can still yeah. win the game. But that hurts. It hurts losing that piece. And that's For kind sure. of how I equate this team. They're still they're still could be very good. They could still be very successful. But he's certainly part of what makes them special. And Most definitely. They, they'll definitely have if he's the best like quarterback had, the Cowboys have had in oh, a quarter since century. Dion, since Dion. Yeah. I will yeah. stand on that. And and they had a chance, I think, and they still do to be 
special. They're still really good, but now it didn't feel like we had any holes on that defense through two Correct. weeks. We'll have a hole. And I like Bland. We'll talk about him. I like Jordan Lewis. You know, we'll see what this the kid we traded for from Miami's all about. But as I said, he replaced a piece with a pawn. And now yeah. there's a chance that defenses can test you in a way they couldn't test you. Before. Well, and it, it puts it, it that or that offense. pressure is diffused, right? So like the offense is suddenly under a little bit more pressure. Like suddenly you're like, okay, like this is a defense that seemed capable of holding basically any team under 20 points. You might need to score 25, 28, 30 sometimes now. Like, you know, so everyone's going to have to dial it up because number seven isn't out there. Like, it just is what it is. It sucks. It's week three, man. He's missing 15 games. Yeah. That's such a bummer, man. Including playoffs, it's probably more. I mean, that's so many. It, You know, when Gallup got hurt, at least it was – I mean, he's still missing playoffs, but you got – a big chunk of the season with him. I just hate that Diggs has to basically skip it's, an entire season. His it's horrible, man. Bummer. It's horrible. And, and especially like you got just enough, well. you got just enough play to see that he was in just like absolute peak condition. Like he has three takeaways in two games. I mean, this team has led the NFL in takeaways, both of Dan Quinn's years as defensive coordinator the last two years. And he's a big yeah. reason why. And they're on pace to do it yet again because he's forced three turnovers. Yeah. And coming games. into this game, they had, or coming into this season, they had, 90 takeaways in 45 games under Quinn. How many and then do you think in the first part of probably 16, 17, 18? I mean, if you include like, I mean, yeah, because he's definitely got, uh, you know, at least like 15 or 16 picks. And then you include like forced fumbles and fumble, fumble recoveries. recoveries and like stuff like that. Yeah, dude. I mean, pr- maybe upwards of 20, you know, yeah. maybe a solid like, you know, 20%, 25%. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's devastating. And unfortunately the nature of football is that like you have to, you know, it is the most tired cliche next man up, but attention inside that building now has to turn to, okay, we have to operate this year without digs. Digs will be back with us next year, at which time like in the long run of this team, it might work better because Gilmore's not going to be here forever. Um, the assumption, I think, is probably that that Bland would eventually was eventually going to to come into that spot and play across from Diggs. Bland is now probably going to get thrown into the fire a lot sooner than we thought. And yeah, so let's talk about what we think. They do because you can't. Yeah, you know, I used I used my poor chess analogy, but you, you can't replace a Trayvon Diggs to quote a. The, no. the, you can't replace as a as a man. And let me person. let me just head that off at the at the past because I saw all kinds of wacky shit from inside our fan base. I saw, um, you know, Stephon Gilmore is better than Diggs anyway, so him playing number one, uh, make now now they can just play the real number one corner because contracts don't matter anymore. Stupid. It's like saying DK is better than Lockett or Lockett's better than DK. They're so different. Like one of yeah. the, they just run they're different. Well, guys. and just and like dude, like Stefan Gilmore, Gilmore would tell different. you that like in the modern NFL where speed kills and like you're playing receivers week in and week out who are at the top of their physical game, Stefan Gilmore is not going to be the guy that you want solo tracking fucking no. Tyree Kill. So that's stupid. Um all the proposed 
insane trades. If I see one more person say we should trade Michael Gallup for AJ Terrell or Jair Alexander, or no one is going to give up a number one cornerback in this league. Maybe the most important play outside of quarterback and edge rusher and maybe wide receiver. I think corner is probably the most important position on the field in a, in a modern NFL team. And in a modern defense, it's number two for sure. You can build basically an entire defense around one really elite pass rusher and one really good cornerback. Like if you have Ramsey and Aaron Donald, you can get a head coaching job like Ooh, as your defensive yeah. coordinator. So ask Joe Staley how, uh, how far Aaron Donald and, and Ramsey can take you in your career. Um, so I think all that is pretty much ridiculous. Like you may be able to find some guys that are on bad teams. I mean, I've seen people float a Dory Jackson, um, does the Giants have multiple also, rookie corners it's they week like? Three, goat. It's week yeah. three. Who did people think? No, it's even just, bad teams aren't tanking yet. No, maybe it's just at the not trade gonna... deadline when teams are really bad. You know, like the Texans last year with Brandon Cooks, and they tried, to, and they didn't even trade him. Maybe exactly. you find something at the deadline when these teams that had high hopes actually turn out to be pretty bad. But let's just assume asinine trades aside that the guys. They got or the guys. I was going to say, ultimately, I think you're going to need to look what you have in the building. Now, good news. That's the bad news. The good news is five years ago, seven years ago, several corners that are still on this team and healthy right now are probably the best corner on the Dallas Cowboys. Like 2013, 2014, 2015, Stefan Gilmore, Deron Bland, these guys are probably your number one corner. Um, J. Lou can if you know he played ten snaps last week. He's coming back from a really horrific injury a yeah, year ago. Yeah, people need to. I, I'm excited. He'll we'll see how he gets back in. One, it's a great peak. story that his career didn't end. <laughs> is what people need to understand. He had a horrific Liz Frank fracture that people really thought he may never play football again. He may and, walk funny the rest of his life. Yeah, and he played ten snaps at full speed last week, and the team was very stoked. And I'm very stoked. I love J. Lou, dude. He's I have a dog. always He's a dog. I have been a J. Lou guy. Um, anyone willing to like play five snaps and talk shit to Michael Thomas is high on my list of beloved Cowboys. No, however, um, however, sir, um, let's not pretend Jordan Lewis is. E P no. Jordan Lewis was a fine player. I he was you know. yes, serviceable is a good description, and and a great locker room presence. But yes. ultimately, I think what you're going to be looking at is Duran Bland and the guys you have at safety. Whoever's not currently in at safety will probably have to take some rotation at nickel, along with Lewis and uh, Noah Igmanogany. Um, who does have like speed and and knows for the ball? Former first rounder. You don't get that without having Correct. measurables. At least he does have the athleticism, and he did make a great play in week one um, to recover that blocked kick and return it for a touchdown. Yeah, got a touchdown. So the hope is that he can fill in some snaps, at least in the slot. Hopefully, maybe even some some edge work. Um, but I think all eyes have immediately turned to Deron Bland. Deron now, Bland. obviously. Uh, you know, the, all the, the attention in the Cowboys secondary has been on Trevon Diggs for the last couple of years, and rightly so. Trevon Diggs was this guy who gets picked in the second round, and a year later, he's, you know, two years into his career, he's an all-pro, like, sniffing the NFL record for interceptions. Um, 
Deron Bland quietly joined this team in 2022. Last year was his rookie year. Um, this is a, a kid who went to Sacramento State for three years and then transferred for his senior year to Fresno State, just a local, just from the worst armpit of California, dude, Modesto. If you've ever been to Modesto, it sucks. Isn't um, that where your boy Derek Carr is from? Don't you always make fun of him? Oh, yeah, dude. The inland, dude, this is like full on inland empire monster energy drink, like monster <laughs> energy drink tat and monster energy drink snapback, like, uh, like soul patch beard, California. Like, that's where we're talking. Okay. He goes to Fresno State for his senior year. He gets drafted in the fifth round by the Dallas Cowboys. And last year, as a rookie, okay, uh, this kid has. 57 tackles, seven pass breakups, and sit and five picks. Led the team um, in picks. Led the team in picks. He is, has a tremendous. He has great ball skills. He's six feet, so he's got the. He's like bigger, rangy corner that DQ tends to like. Um, he is very solid, and like I said, I do think that the ultimate plan that Dallas had is. You know, Stefan Gilmore is a mercenary, effectively. Like, we're probably looking at one, maybe two years out Look, of him. You're a 32-year-old corner. Exactly. You're, you're on borrowed Just time. not long for this world. Now, sometimes guys defy the odds. When you look at, like, uh, Terrence Newman, he played <laughs> since, like, 39 Newman. or something. I don't know how he did that. but Because he was never, like, elite. Like, he wasn't even elite when he was with us. And then he just, he just still kept somehow never at, like, lost his same speed, level. which is yeah. insane. He, he just played at the same speed. pretty good level for, like, 40 seasons. But... Yeah, I would think the ultimate plan is for Diggs and Bland to be the one and two at some point. Um, I guess I'll ask you, Ben. Do you think that Bland is capable of moving from the nickel spot where he's had a lot of success, obviously? they Even last year when he was playing really well as a rookie and you know Anthony Brown and Worley and all these other guys are getting cooked on the outside, they really never played Bland out there. Do you think he can play meaningful time as a boundary corner and, you know, at least uh, not become the Anthony Brown of this situation. I think time will tell, but also his exact quote on it today was moving back to the outside will be good. I just got to keep my head straight. I'm definitely a lot more comfortable there. I'm not as, I'm not playing as much on instincts. I'm able to play better technique. So we'll see. I mean, he clearly, prefers to play on the outside and he's sort of played slot by necessity because we don't really have a nickel corner. There's probably very few corners that get drafted into the or NFL the that guys. in college were playing slot corner, right? Like they were probably the best corner on their team at some point. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, six foot one ninety six, as you said, had a good rookie tape. Um, but it's easy to have a good tape when, you know, you got <laughs> Trayvon Diggs and Stefan Gilmore next to you too, you know? So Very true. we'll see, you know, he's definitely going to get tested, I think, because people won't throw at Gilmore as much. He's not, Gil I won't say Gilmore's shut down, but he's still, he had a very good year at the Colts last year. He's had a, already an interception this year. Um, so yeah, I, I, Man, I you gotta more... kind of love Duron Bland's story though, dude. He, he got no offers, zero star recruit in high school, no offers, walked Damn. on to Sacramento State, bald, transferred to Fresno for senior year, drafted in the fifth round, leads the Dallas Cowboys in interceptions as a rookie. And now, I mean, not that he, again, you're not replacing Trayvon Diggs. That is just not a thing. But to find more himself. More better equipped to replace Trayvon this year than last year, I think. I most definitely. Agree. 
And it would have been, I mean, we saw what happened in the secondary just losing Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis last year. Yep. I mean, we got like Kelvin Joseph and Nation Wright got exposed on that opposite corner. <sighs> Thank I don't God think Kelvin Joseph isn't here anymore. We'd be like having to like you'd be seeing people be like, this is, this is what Kelvin needed, dude. This is what he needs, dude. And and I will I'll use a little bit of that terminology here. Big opportunities do make like great moments of immersion for good players. And I do think Jerron Bland, this is a great moment. Look at your boy Brock Purdy, you know, Brock, look at Dak Prescott. Like when, when a guy goes down, like even if that guy is irreplaceable and will always be better than the dude that replaces him, it can bring out the best in the dude that's stepping into that spot. And we're going to find out what Jerron Bland has. And And so far it's been great. And we're going to find out what Dan Quinn does. I don't think you're going to see, and I could be wrong. I don't think you're just going to see them plug Deron Bland on the outside. No, you can't just way. you can't just like take Diggs' name off the playbook and put in Bland and hope that I that think works. they're going to. I think look, we took seven fucking safeties into the season. We have already seen Wanye Thomas play a lot of snaps. We've seen last dude, year and Israel. He's good, moved- dude, I'm I'm liking the what I see from Wanye. So. Yeah. Donovan Wilson's supposed to make his debut this season. He missed the first two weeks, so he'll be back. Jaron Curse, who we love, and Malik Hooker, they'll probably kind of all rotate that safety. You'll probably see one of them chump down in the slot every now and then. Israel Mukamura is, I think, a name to keep an eye on. I think they're gonna, I think you're gonna see his snaps go way up. And I think Wanye Thomas's snaps will go up. They're gonna try kind of a committee approach, I imagine, at that slot position with Bland probably mainly playing the outside. They may try and let uh I always butcher his name, but the I just call him the kid from Miami that we traded for. Noah. Noah. Uh, we'll just call him Ig- Noah. Noah Igmanogany. Look, we've had good Noahs on this team in the past. Maybe we'll have good Noahs on this team moving forward. And I imagine he'll get some burn out there on the, the outside too. So, And look, they'll need Gilmore to – Gilmore will get tested more now, right? Because, for sure. Because, you know, when you have him and Diggs, you kind of have to pick your poison. Now you can – isolate him if you feel the need to well and the pass rush is going to be under that much more pressure like there were a lot of plays that we saw in the first two weeks where guys took us took the snap they took their drop they looked every receiver's covered they either had to run or they got immediately smashed by micah and company now they might have a, a guy a little bit more open or the or the pass rush has just half a second less to get there and that might lead to you know 20 percent fewer quarterback hits and sacks um but i will say like there was a lot of doom and gloom yesterday i saw a lot of people being like oh my gosh like this was this was going to be the year we won the super bowl and now you know it's all it's all over um i do not think it is that disastrous like we've said over and over again trayvon isn't is a special irreplaceable player but i will also say gary bertier you cannot replace exactly but i will also say that a critique of the of cowboy teams we've had for years is that hey they're amazing as long as like the weather's right and the wind isn't blowing out of the southwest and every guy's healthy and blah 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 blah. great teams can overcome something like this great teams that win championships are capable of you know losing a star cornerback and making it work um this team does seem way more stable rock solid and capable of adjusting than ones we've seen in the past. And they're going to have a chance to prove it. Um, you know, they're the line for the Cowboys Cardinals game has not changed. 
the overall win total projection for the year hasn't changed. The line for uh, you know Vegas future odds for Cowboys winning the Super Bowl has not changed. So I think you you lose some of your margin for error, like and you get thinner because it's yes, week three. And for I sure, that's more. I think that's the scariest thing moving forward is you've lost a piece permanently for this season and yes. just in tops of the season. So now you're thinner there. And now if you do, if a Bland or Gilmore, they don't play 17 games, now you're getting tested. Now you're thin. For sure. We have the depth right now to make up for that piece. That's what sucks about 15 games being left in the season because that's a lot of games. Yeah, if he gets hurt in week 10 or week 12, it still sucks. But, man, at least you made it through the lion's share of your schedule. And you still got bodies. And, you know, I mean, it's you're just thinner there. And Gilmore, as we said, just turned 33, older corner. Hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully Bland does. I mean, let me ask you this. This is a this is a I, I don't think this is going to happen, but I'm interested in your thoughts. If let's say you get down the stretch, you're in like, you know, trade deadline time. And the Cowboys are rolling. They are killing it. They are Super Bowl favorites. Okay, they go. Mm-hmm. They beat San Francisco. They go to Philly and they stomp them out. And an elite cornerback is available for a Ramsey type deal. Do you make the trade? Do you go truly all in and leverage mortgage the future and take a you know if the Packers have fault completely collapsed? And they're like, fuck it, man. Jair's up for sale, but it's going to cost you a first and a second or something insane. And not necessarily those picks, but you know what I mean. A Jalen Ramsey type affair where it's going to be like, hey, man, this is going to seriously set you back in the coming years. I don't know. I think think we'll really have to see where we're at at that point you know i'm trying to look at corners that are even available because if they trade for someone it's going to be somebody who's going to become a free agent at the end of the year type mm-hmm. situation they don't want to take on a from contract. what i've heard from from reporters is they don't want to take on additional cap for future years so so what I you're would, saying is we need to get aj terrell because he's on a rookie deal uh, our boy Cheeto Wuzie, but I don't think the Bengals would make that trade. Um, Man, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't his path funny, dude? Like he yeah. was like always like fine here. I mean, he we always used to joke that he was the victim of like the most perfectly thrown balls in history while on the Dallas Cowboys. And then did he make an All Pro team last season or the season I don't know before? If he made an all Pro, but he had a very good year, which was funny. I want to see. I I would have sworn. I think I for some reason I thought that uh. I thought I saw he made like a second team all pro, but I could be wrong. Let me look here. Dory Jackson, your boy, he's up there, but I don't think the Giants would trade him. Same Kendall Fuller would be a free agent, but he's on Washington. They don't want to help you out. I'm not looking at very many other names other than Cheeto that really jump off at me. And then again, the Bengals are probably contenders unless the Bengals just Joe Burrow's hurt and fucked and they start so slowly that they try and get something for him. But So Wuzier is back this year, but he tore his ACL covering Amari last season. Mm, yeah, he, he did come back from injury. Kenny Moore from the Colts might be one you can sniff out. Um, but yeah, I mean, once again, I, I think trade, I would do it. If they're going all in, we saw it work with the Rams. I mean, if you're really positioned 
and you really feel the guys that we have in this building aren't working out and a deal falls in, then yeah. But I don't I don't think I would just go hunt Jalen Ramsey or someone for the sake of hunting. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think um I think people just need to make peace with the fact that the Cowboys don't do that anymore. And it sucks. It sucks. This this whole situation sucks, and I, I just hate yeah. That. There's there's nothing that's going to make it it's okay. I know back. people want to want to do something that makes the pain lessen. Like it's just not going to happen. There are so few Trayvon Diggs in football. We are. Uh, it is both a testament to how fortunate the Cowboys are and the incredible skill of the Cowboys in drafting and player development that we went and got Trayvon Diggs in the second round of that draft. Um, Cause you know, I was like all on board with like the Asante Samuel jr. Thing. I was like, there are plenty of other guys that like I would have taken over Trayvon Diggs and he has turned out to be everything more than we could have ever hoped for in a second round cornerback. Um, He's an elite guy, and he'll be back next season. I have zero doubt. Like Trayvon is a workhorse of a corner. He puts in tremendous effort, um, and hopefully, he can recruit his. Send the, he'll spend the time off recruiting his brother to come play for the Cowboys next season. Um, but yeah, it's sick. awful. We're it fucking breaks my heart. The digs battle between the Bros later this year, which would have been so fun to watch. I know Crash that would have been so cool, but they they do such a good job of competing and talking shit to each other. Um, I really like, but they're the but no one else is allowed to talk shit to them. They're like perfect brothers, like that. Like Trayvon and, and Stefan will go back and forth so much, and then if anyone talks bad about him, they'll be like, <laughs> "We need to get Big Bro down to Dallas right now, dude. They not respected him up there." Oh, I was like, "Hell yeah, dude! Fuck yeah!" Yeah, so. I don't really have much else, Sandy. Just it's a sad day. It sucks. Injuries it happen. It's just it sucks that it's that guy, especially you know. But it I'll, is. I'll probably rock, rock my Diggs shirt for multiple games this year. And hey, man, like, oh, should I even ask this? If I asked you six weeks ago, the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl, but it, it will cost Trayvon Diggs. That hurts. I. Would reluctantly say yes, but it. Would I know. Feel I hard. would do the same. I'd be like, God, that sucks ass. I hate it. I hate it. Oh <sighs> yeah, but Diggs will be Diggsy will be on the sidelines. It's it's slide for Trey time, dude. The defense is torched now. I'm I feel bad for the for fucking Josh Dobbs. Mike is about to break him in half in honor of Trayvon Diggs. They're going to be that much more dialed in. Quinn is going to use this shit as like internal bo- bulletin board material. They're going to play every clip of pundits being like, this Cowboys defense is questionable now, and they're going to go out there and massacre this team. So it's going to be dope. But get well soon. Trey, we know you're a huge fan of the pod, personal friend of the pod. He's your guest on the pod. So heal up. Get well soon. Come back. You'll be here for the title defense, for the repeat, for ring number seven. Mm. And no no Aiden Diggs on uh highlights you know ah bro did you see him uh at uh last week in the stands being like no one disrespects the cowboys i was like this kid rules the kid rules he's so awesome and uh you know like there's been a lot of attention on xavian howard and his whole baby extracurricular (laughs) activities he has i think four women pregnant simultaneously 
in addition to like a fifth woman who destroyed his Rolls Royce Phantom with a baseball bat. And then cut to Trayvon Diggs just like hanging out at his like mid-century modern, you know, 2200 square foot house in Richardson with his like beloved son and long-term partner. Like he's, he's a really good dude. He's a really, really good dude. And I'm glad he's a cowboy. Me too. Rest up, Trey. He's Who got really his buddy? deal. He'll be back. Nothing he at will. risk. He will. He's got a year to rest. In the seven. He'll be, you know, he's only going to be 26 next season. So we still got, we still got very good prime years of Trey. Oh yeah, dude. We're going to, we, we're going to see at least 25 more Trayvon Diggs interceptions yeah. before all is said and done. I didn't think about that. I mean, he probably could have broke the record. He was on pace for, for eight this season, you know? Yeah. He could have. What's the team record? The Gosh, I'm going to guess Everson Walls. That's my guess. That's, yeah, because didn't he have the rookie record? Didn't he have like 13 or 15 or something ridiculous? He did have the Cowboy record. I think Diggs broke it. Mel Renfro has the most career interceptions with, for the Cowboys with 52. Good God. Everson Walls has 44. Charlie Waters, 41. Dennis Thurman, 36. Michael Downs, 34. Cornell Green, 34. Terrence Newman, 32. Damn, I didn't know Team who got down like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Cliff Harris, Chuck Howley, Darren Woodson had 23. Don Bishop, Mike Getcher. These are old-ass players. How many picks, career picks for the Cowboys do you think Roy Williams had? 18. 19. Very close. Trayvon Diggs has 18. So, Damn, about to be in the Roy Williams he needs, company. He needs one pick to tie Roy Williams. Trayvon gets that one pick. He's like, I retire. <laughs> Shout out to Roy. <laughs> Roy's my boy. Uh, we uh, should hit up Roy. Maybe, maybe he wants to join the pod. Dude, what's he doing? He's probably down to be on the pod. He was good until Darren Woodson retired. Yeah, and like, I mean, this could be its own podcast episode, but I've heard so much uh, like cowboy analyst analysis around the fact that Roy Williams was basically drafted like the moment that safety play changed. Like, if Roy Williams played 10 years earlier, he would have been like a perennial all pro. And like, the way that he tackled was illegal, the way that he like, played yeah. the game was just like we were just changing how we played football at that point and it wasn't about like laying the wood to dudes and horse collar tackling guys it was about like you know good modern safeties are more along the lines of like minka fitzpatrick than they are troy paul and lalo you know what i mean i do man he was pretty good though he made two all pros his first two seasons, it's pretty sick. Yeah, and then dude, he got I mean, a lot of Pro Bowls based on name recognition. I was going to say, mostly on that. I mean, Roy is but considered... But All Pro's legit. All Pro's legit. Oh, so yeah. I, I, think, I think Roy got a bad rap because he had some, like, high-profile mess-up plays, and he was drafted so high. Like, so absurdly high. And he was so absurdly good in college that it was... Yeah, to... he was absurdly good. And he has that one play against Texas that's, like, the they coolest thing ever he done. jumps over the offensive line and causes a fumble. Pretty sick. So sick. So, so anyway, shout-out to uh, Roy Williams and shout-out to Trayvon Diggs. Indeed. 
But uh, as always, folks, thank you for joining us for this little weekend mini episode of the pod. Uh, we will be back beginning of next week to discuss, you know, I'm going to say it, uh, the win over the Cardinals. All right. It's going to happen. We're going to 3-0. But if you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, you know. Help us climb the charts in iTunes and Spotify, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Engage with us on our Twitter, our, our X, I should say, at uh, BWBB Pod. Um, we'll be uh, over there uh, mourning the loss of Trayvon Diggs and um, using it as an ex- using his loss as an excuse uh, anytime we lose a game this year. So, as always, folks, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. I'm Zach, and I'm lame. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. It's uh, good for you to finally contribute to this episode. Anyway, folks, take it easy. Peace.